0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black in your money. I'm Rob Black. Money, money, money. Let's get straight to it. Money. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about 800 516 20. I always try to do my best to come up with good content for you. And one of the areas that I think is worthy of mention is PayPal. PayPal owns Venmo and acquired them for almost nothing. $800 And you could say that it was one of the best things that PayPal has ever done as far as acquisitions. It goes towards the Google and YouTube acquisition of, did they pay that little? So it pays to beat earnings expectations on Wall Street. So shares of PayPal ticker symbol PYPL, are up on the news. They beat top-line revenue, bottom-line earnings growth, and it blew away consensus. Um, What fueled the beat? As the go Go's once said, we got the beat. We got the beat. We got the beat. Yeah, we got it. They were a pretty hip band for their time. It's funny how what was once edgy girls' band, rock and roll, This was rock and roll, and now it sounds like elevator music. Do you know how hot and sexy it was to see four good-looking women in a band rocking it out? Would they ever have been as big of a success if it wasn't for MTV? Hell yeah, because they were pre-MTV. Now, what does this have to do with PayPal? Oh, they beat. (laughs) They beat i was a little too young belinda carlisle but that didn't stop my young boy hormones from thinking that i was gonna marry her one day this was rock and roll kids now it's like i said i love her music anyhow i must move forward um so what fueled the beat it wasn't beauty in the beat it was more shopping activity for PayPal. Total payments volume rose thirty percent to just over one hundred and fourteen billion dollars. Of that sum, thirty five percent came through mobile devices, with mobile payment volume jumping fifty four percent to about forty billion dollars. PayPal also raised its full year guidance. It now expects to earn between a buck eighty six and a buck eighty eight on revenue of twelve point nine billion. Blah 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 blah. That's when I start losing you when I start giving projections of the future and comparisons towards the past. But their peer to peer payment system, Venmo, processed $9 billion in payments, uh, better than 90% increase from a year ago. 90% increase. Now, let's just say you go home today and your wife says, honey, how was your day? And you go, you won't believe it, sweetie. I grew revenue by 90% year over year. We're rich. We're going on vacation, honey. You can get any earrings you want for under $1,000. We're going to Hawaii. Um, if you can find a good Thursday to Thursday flight um, but we're still doing it while in Hawaii you'll listen to the relaxing sounds of hookah on the coast of hookah you'll dine on dolphin you're not going to be eating while riding a dolphin so you're going to be eating the dolphin because I hate dolphins the only thing I like about oil spills is when they take out large swaths of dolphins So, if you come home with a 90% year-over-year revenue beat, you're going to be pretty much so loved, right? And that's Venmo. I'm a member of Venmo. You know what I don't like about Venmo? It's people who publicize who they're paying. There's a social aspect to it that just weirds me out. Because everything that I'm paying, you know, discreetly, it's like dark fantasy. And then it's it's like, you'll see like it's XXX Productions. And then it's like... You know, um, Adam and Eve. You're like, whoa, Rob's buying. I don't want you to see that stuff. So you got to make sure you turn that stuff off. I don't want to see what you're buying. I don't want you to see what I'm buying. But it starts out showing you everything. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. No thank you when it comes to what you're doing in your private life with payments. In payment systems like Venmo, which are kind of alternative? I think so. You're not throwing down cash. I do know if your tropical, topical dancer would take a Venmo. Hula girl shakes it for you. Can you pay a hula girl at Venmo? No way, Pooh. And for the record, for those of you who are going to Hawaii for the first time this Thanksgiving, do not do a luau. Luau's are big rip-offs. Luau's are designed to take American dollars from Americans. Even though Hawaiians are Americans... They certainly don't act like it when it comes to taking American dollars from Americans. So you go to a luau, and if you've been to one luau, you've been to them all. And my sister got married, and I went to a luau. So I've been to one. Then the kids want to go to one. And then the wife wants to go to one. And then you divorce that wife. And a girlfriend wants to go to one. And after, like, five of these, you are ready to get maybe an assault rifle. I mean, you're ready to snap, right? It's like working at the post office for 40 years. You're you're, a goner. So Lou was like on the big island there was a volcano that erupted and out of the volcano came loveliness out of the volcano came hawaii and you're like i didn't think there was a v in hawaii hawaii I, what and then there was a girl who could dance and said girl dancing comes out you're like well, that's nice I sure wish my girlfriend had hips that could move like that. And then she punches you because she can read your mind, and you're actually not keeping it in your mind. You're actually talking out loud. And you're on to girlfriend number two. She wants to go to a luau, and then you learn they do the same thing. Thunder came out, and then like this big fat guy comes on and dances around, and he's thunder. Like, okay, I get it. But the calm winds blew in. The people from the Philippines. And they brought with them lovely spam. (laughs) Like, okay, I've had enough. Okay, so PayPal, you can't pay, you cannot pay a Hawaiian hula dancer in Venmo, is what the point of that story was. I tried. Peer-to-peer payment system Venmo processed $9 billion in payments. Total payment volume over the last 12 months more than doubled to $30 billion. PayPal is up on that news. I think PayPal instantly becomes a stock that you think about. Because you're thinking electronic commerce, right? Uh, you're thinking alternatives to cash. I find cash to be dirty and filthy. So I, I don't like it in any way, shape, or form. But with that being said, um, PayPal, PYPP, PYPL, um, I think it should be on your radar, as should Visa. And, you know, Visa never has a bad quarter. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, American Express recently had a pretty good quarter. And American Express to me isn't PayPal, That's the problem. American Express has always had higher fees than, say, a Visa or, or MasterCard. I like PayPal. I like Visa. I like MasterCard. I even like American Express. Now that they've gone through their losing Costco kind of thing, and they're trying to come into the 21st century. And if I were in Hawaii, it would sound like this. In the 21st century, American Express came out of the volcano. And you'd be like, okay, I get it. Rob Black hates luau's. And you know how much a luau is? Like eighty dollars for an adult, and they're like, it's unlimited booze, and you're like, I don't drink a lot of alcohol, and then you get there, and you're like, well, maybe that day I'll drink a lot of alcohol. And you get there, and it's like, course light. And you're like, where's the assault rifle? <laughs> like you, at this point in time, you're ready for a drink. Speaking of drinking, I love Sia. Is Sia taking us a break? Well, I'm gonna shut up and listen to Sia. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. One of my favorite movies is Field of Dreams because I have daddy issues. I do have daddy issues and I readily admit that and I've done a ton of therapy in my life, Um, my relationships with women have been failures a lot of times. Um, A lot of them have added up to basically nothing. Um, I was married once for less than a year um, as I fell in love with someone who was pretty and who had a great emotional outside but inside was a mess and a great physical outside but she was pretty good on the inside too. Um, But I do have daddy issues and I really relate to the movie Field of Dreams and every Father's Day I watch that and I, I cry at the end. Um, when you learn phrases like you know we just don't recognize life's most significant moments while they're happening we think that there'll be other days I didn't realize that was the only day Um, that was Archie with Mike Graham who got to play baseball once and he got into the ninth inning and got to play the field I think and he was fourth up to bat and the guy before him struck out so he never got his chance to hit and then after that he went on to be a doctor and like he was a great doctor Um, you know, would I build a football field instead of a baseball field? Maybe, I don't know. Would I build a soccer pitch instead of a football, baseball field? Maybe, I don't know. Um, But if you build it, he will come. Uh, You have to ease his pain. It could be again. You gotta go in the distance. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Was it heaven? Was it where dreams came true? What was it? Should his daughter have died eating a hot dog? That would have made the movie a lot better for me. Because I don't like hot dogs. I don't even know what's in that thing. Long before hot dogs were made to be healthier, that was a bad time for hot dogs. Anyhow, I did a show called Stock Talk from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. I do it on Mondays and Thursdays, and there's some best of on Fridays from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Check it out. Um, I do want to change the topic ever so slightly and tell you I, I do have daddy issues, and I, I stand by that. But I want to talk a little Toys R Us. They're restructuring their debt. They've hired an attorney, bankruptcy filing as an option. If this doesn't make you sad, what would? Do you remember that moment in your childhood? And again, I'm. this is the childhood Rob's Gonna Cry segment. There's the monkey with the symbols. He... Sits on my nightstand every night and does that, and he you know, lets out a crazy monkey laugh. <laughs> Come play, I've got a clown who wants to see you. Um, but deadlines are looming right now for Toys R Us. And what's up with that giraffe? What's up with the giraffe with toys? I don't get it, but. Toys R Us was like a mecca. It was a pilgrimage that young kids would go to during the holiday season. It was almost like being a candy store, but it was a toy store. Um, Toys R Us had a particularly poor showing this year. The retailer has a net loss of $164 million. Again, it's too big of a store. It's being Amazon in the fact that they've got retail. Toys R Us has acknowledged that it fell behind the digital curve at a time when more consumers are shopping online. I don't even want to go. Um, I see kids today getting on YouTube and going, look at this cool toy and some dad. Who's the creepy dad that unboxes toys? Okay, guys, are you excited? I've got the brand new Lego Monster Chompinator 2000. I'm about to open over- Look at it. Oh, my God, I need batteries. There's YouTube videos just like that. So I don't ever have to go to Toys R Us ever, never again, and I probably never, ever will. So the stock is dead to me. The idea is dead to me. I don't even go towards it. Um, I'll have toys come to me after watching YouTube videos of creepy dads show- opening the toys. And now, it seems to be no of- sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah, ah! whoa! Hey! Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I frighten you? Didn't mean to. Sorry. Howdy. My name is Woody, and this is Andy's Room. How much does Disney make on merchandise? How much do you think off the toys from Pixar's Toy Story and things like that? It's crazy. Um, So the movies don't have to be a success as much as the merchandise has to be a success. Um, Back in 2014, Disney pulled in $41 billion in merchandise, whether it's Disney... Princesses, dresses, Pixar's tunes, Lucas's films, Star Wars, Marvel superheroes—they pull in billions. Forty-one billion dollars three years ago, and they come out with Cinderella and Inside Out and Big Hero Six, the Avengers, Star Wars, Star Wars Episode Seven, Star Wars Episode Eight, Star Wars Episode Nine. It's all about the merchandise. Disney is now the new evil empire. They've replaced Microsoft. Kid gets on one of their rides. It's the happiest place in the world, and his arm gets torn off. CEO is like, Hey, kid, you want a stuffed Mickey Mouse? Child gets eaten by an alligator at one of their resorts. Disney CEO, Michael Eisner, comes in and goes, Mom, Dad, would you like a brand new... Darth Vader figurine that shows the new Snow Troopers. So, if you ever pay attention to Disney, pay attention to their merchandise. I went and saw someone, and this makes me upset. I went and saw someone go into a Disney store and steal a lot of stuff and run out. I still think about that today. Disney pulls in at over $3 billion a year on the Disney Princess franchise. 26,000 Mickey Mouse Club ears are sold every day, um, which is crazy. Um, t- over 2.5 million mouse ears are sold each year at Walt Disney World. 3 million Disney character T-shirts are sold each year. 98%... Awareness of the character Mickey Mouse amongst children between the ages of 3 and 11. They own our children. If your child doesn't know who Mickey Mouse is, there's a chance that he might have been switched at birth. Maybe dad was babysitting and dad might have dropped him once or twice. If your kid doesn't know who Mickey Mouse is, there's a chance that there's something wrong. Something must be wrong with you! 96% of moms... Are aware? 94% of girls 9 to 11 are aware of Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. will get well if you clap your hands. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Think of the Broadway show. I mean, it's crazy, right? How dominant that they are on so many levels. Disney, not Disney, but Walmart has a list of 25 hot toys for the year. You should go Google 25 hot toys of the year for Walmart. There's some Fingerling Toys. Obviously, a lot of apps are out there. There's Num Noms Nail Polish Maker. There's Soggy Doggy Board Game. There's the Frozen Sleigh. There's the Monster Jam. Grave Digger! Grave Digger! 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 Wheels! 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 Trucks! 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 Um, Disney Pixar Cars 3 Ultimate Florida Speedway and much, much more. Sign up for any events coming up at robblackshow.com using the code Radio25 to get in for free. And Disney Junior Doc McStuffin's Baby All in One Nursery. A hot toy this year. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. So I saw something of note today. I was driving up 101. And uh I'm near the ballpark, the old ballpark. Candlestick Exit. And someone's getting on 101 North, but he's driving south. So he was supposed to, he was using the exit off 101 North as an entrance onto 101 South, but it was going on to 101 North. And I probably missed him by I'm going to guess maybe 20 yards. How much. And uh, I remember he's going the wrong way, and I'm like, this is going to end very, very badly. This is the ones that like head-on collisions that kill everyone instantly. And again, it just it reminds me, um, to remind you, things can happen fast. Pay attention when you drive. We don't have automated self-driving cars yet, and we saw that one was involved in a fatal accident the other day, which is the video they showed. I would have hit the person. Like, she came out of nowhere. So I don't know if the car was truly expected to miss it, um, but it did. So taking a look at the uh, roadmaps right now. And there's a little bit of rain in the Bay Area. Not, not like the weather that Northeast is getting. Um, but it's enough to upset people. There's trees down. There's couches in the road. There's drivers going the wrong way that's why you need disability insurance. Had that driver clipped me today and I own my own company and I'm an independent contractor who's going to pay me not to work. It's a good question, right? So disability insurance is super important. The odds of me dying instantly in a head on head, much greater than, you know, me skidding into a downed tree, probably going to be a little banged up, but not dead. So you get disability insurance. Then you also get term life insurance. Term life insurance is there in case the guy does come the wrong way. And maybe it's protecting your business that you built through the years that now you can't sell because you were the key man. Maybe it's protecting you know, uh, the dual incomes that your family needs to pay for the mortgage. Insurance is there to protect. It's not there to make you know, money off of. Again, the number one question I keep getting on a pretty regular basis right now is, you know, what are my thoughts on Bitcoin? And when I say insurance is there to protect, it's not there to, you know, hit a home run. Bitcoin is there to hit a home run or strike out. It's literally like going to Vegas for me or Reno or the Indian casino or what have you. I go in with a losing thought. I've got $2,000 in my pocket that I've already lost. Same thing with Bitcoin. You're literally buying digital currencies that, if there's a solar flare and there's no electricity on the planet ever again, you know, name some science fiction movie, right? Well, you can't get to your currency if it's in electrical form, right? I know you're saying, that's ridiculous, Robert. Are you calling for a solar flare to knock out All electricity and all digital currencies for whatever. Kinda. I'm not, but kinda. Could happen. I saw it in a movie once. So Bank of America's out there today. And um, they're interesting to me right now because they're one of those companies that has a brokerage arm, Merrill Lynch. And that happened during the whole financial emergency currency issues. And uh if I can make a long story short. They're a company with a damaged name, so anytime they talk about other companies, I'm always like, Oh, I wonder, you know, isn't that cattle calling the pot black kind of thing? Um But Bank of America slashing its Forecast on Facebook. So two thousand seventeen and two thousand eighteen, in my opinion, kind of started people started asking the right questions. Is Amazon getting too big? What's Facebook doing with our information? What's Google doing with our information? You know, should I be paying $1,000 for a phone? And then, you know, through the years, we get into the phone hacking scandals and terrorist phones. And do we break into those? Do we not break into those? What sort of precedents do we set by doing business in China as big tech companies when China has a pretty much so Python-like hold on the idea of, you don't own the data. Chinese government owns the data. So Apple will be like, "Oh yes, sir. Here's your data, sir." So, 2017, 2018. I think we started asking the right questions. Um, you know, I know that my phone is tracking me. No matter, even if it's, even if I say it's not tracking me. But do we need regulators to tell me no, Rob? If they say they're not tracking you, they're not tracking you. Do we want regulators in this industry? Seems like everything's regulated, right? Do you want information to be regulated? We've seen companies do bad, like Uber, when their data was hacked. They tried to pay off the hackers and not tell the customers. We saw Experian hacked, where we saw insiders sell shares of the company before the story hit big the you know, big credit bureau which handles your credit scores, just hand it your credit scores over to hackers. So Facebook gets into trouble because one thing about and this has always been a kind of a damnation game for Apple and for Google. When you have that App Store, Steve Jobs probably fantasized about a world where the only apps made were Apple apps. So that you can control everything. But once you open it up to outside developers making an app, let's say like Pokemon, Pokemon, Pikachu, and that developer is paying Apple 30% of its transactions Pikachu, or 15% of their transactions if it's a a hit company like a, a Netflix. Every time you download the Netflix app, if you download it on Apple iPhones, Apple's getting a cut of your subscription. So, but that's when it starts getting dangerous because Apple will tell the developers, hey, we've got a new phone coming out. Here's the the specs. Here's the size. We need you to have content ready for the users. But we also need you to keep secrets and not tell anyone that here's the new size phone. But we also need you to have the updates on a regular basis because we want the quality. But, oh, you want the data? You can keep the data. (laughs) whoops kind of thing right so that's an oopsie whoopsie so to speak and uh you know we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data and if we can't do that then we don't deserve to have the opportunity to serve people well said mr zuckerberg um so he's trying to get in front of everything at this point in time as far as protecting data but again it, it also comes down to you how much of this information do you put on your computer? Um, I'm embarrassed to say that I've got a work computer that, you know, buried deep in files is a list of passwords that my work computer scanned my computer and said, you've got a list of passwords on your computer. Do you want me to protect that for you? I'm like, "Um, I've been busted by a computer, a smart little computer, a sexy little minx of a computer who happens to be looking at all my documents Turn around is fair play there, Google. But uh, I don't know. Just throwing that out there for you. Elon Musk did something that's very Elon Muskian. Ah, <laughs> uh, Musk. Black Panther Musk. Three, three out of four right, times right, it works right, 75% right. of the time. Three out of four times it works 75% of the time. So Tesla, Elon Musk did something kind of Elon musk like I said he introduced a new pay plan for himself. It's was just approved by Tesla shareholders. Let's just say he's not shy. Um, it incentivizes the company to grow bigger as far as market cap goes. And when you're Tesla and you're doing, you know, uh, large-scale, you know, electrical uh, transmission grids, solar systems, battery suppliers, like you're doing all sorts of, rocket launches and new cars and new trucks, self-driving. But... So the new stock plan kind of incentivizes him to incentivize shareholders to buy more shares of the stock. Because he's not getting salary. He's not getting cash bonuses. um, He's getting stock. So 12 tranches of it overall in Stock Options Awards. So... Uh, currently worth $535 million, the first 1.69 million shares given to him, um, which if it vests would give him $53 billion in market cap. And it's just like, whoa. He just did that, didn't he? Um, at present, stock options could be worth $6 plus billion. Easy, easy. Depending on which tranche he gets and when he gets it. Not too shabby. World's richest man or one of the world's richest men will continue to be one of the world's richest men. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I got an interesting question recently. Is a turnaround possible at GoPro? And I can tell you that I don't know. It's off my radar right now. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing, in my opinion. Um, I think we are in for an economy that is going to rapidly change based on tax cuts and based on higher interest rates and potentially based on things like trade wars. When I look at the economy at this point in time, I'm not going to say I'm nervous. I'm going to say I'm a little anxious. The Federal Reserve officials see a stronger U.S. economy, and they signaled yesterday that that would mean a slightly faster pace of interest rate hikes in the coming years. In a conversation that sounded both dovish and hawkish at different times the federal reserve chairman talked about raising interest rates if tax cuts go well and money flows to the consumer and the consumer says you know what i'm gonna go spend the economy gets hotter and fed chairman jerome h powell made a move to raise interest rates for the sixth time since starting this move that should help tame inflation and tame growth ever so slightly. Now, this is super important because interest rates are tied towards your credit cards, your car loans, small business loans, home equity lines of credit, um, tax cuts, solid job gains. That could boost income and confidence and spending, right? If you have a little more income and you have a little more confidence, you may say, You know what? I don't need to get no stinking shove at I'm going to go get the Corvette. Fire up the Corvette. We're going to Stockton this weekend. I know you're saying, that doesn't even make sense. Oh, it makes sense. It's not me being the mayor of Stockton that makes sense for it. So a number of Fed officials brought up U.S. trade policy during the central bank's meeting yesterday. And again, I listen to these things, so A, you don't have to. But B, I could kind of see what's got people thinking what could go wrong. Because I look at this economy right now, and it's just like, you know, going to college. It's like your, your good buddy gave you a beer. You and your girl had a good weekend together. The football team won this weekend. Everyone was in a good, romantic, happy place. They're young, they've got no debt. Well, we yes, got school debt coming up. They're young. They've got a future. Well, not really a great future if you look at how much the millennials are making, all things considered. But they're young. It's good times. So the Fed can kind of zap that a little bit, right? With a sapping of the economy. But yeah, right now things are pretty good. So... Um, So we watch these kind of things. The unemployment rate sits at 4.1%. It's projected to decline to 3.6% by the end of 2019. And you know what? That's crazy. What I don't like about that is, and this is just the simplest way of explaining a, a complex business term idea concept with you, is I'm a much better looking male to the female apes when unemployment's at six, seven, eight, nine percent and I have a job, but when unemployment's at 3.6% and everyone does, the potential suitors may look at others and go, oh, oh you have a job and a six-pack, Gab. Whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> So there's a supply and demand thing that goes on, and I look at it as almost as good as it can get right now. And the Federal Reserve is telling me it can get better by the end of 2019. So the unemployment rate hasn't been that low since 1969. Projected economic growth in 2019 was bumped up from 2.1% to 2.4%, which is pretty anemic considering how much debt we're creating with our tax cuts and just with our government. You know, if I could be fair, just how much debt we're creating with our government. Um... So the Fed Reserve is watching a little bit of inflation. And this is, to me, the story of 2018. And it's still, you know, you could probably say, you know, it's early or it's it's mid or it's late. We've had a nine-year bull market. And we've had the Federal Reserve work through Greenspan, Bernanke, Yellen, um, and now this new guy, Powell. And, you know, the Fed officials didn't raise too many alarms about... Uh, market gyrations, but they're paying attention to it. And again, I think this is going to be the year that you put the frog in the pot, in the spaghetti pot, in the lobster pot, and you raise interest rates once, and frog doesn't notice. You raise interest rates twice, frog doesn't notice. Sometime around interest rate hike six is when frog starts to go, I think it's getting a little warm in here. And that's our economy. So, at what point in time do we raise interest rates too much? Cuz it is kind of it's kind of a goldilocksian paradox. You're not going to win. It's not going to happen. You you're not going to get the perfect mixture of a perfect economic scenario of low inflation, uh, moderate to good growth forever and ever. So, I'm Rob Black talking money investing and more find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show